We need a catchphrase. Well, I think we need a motto. Okay. What's a motto? Like a, it's like a phrase that kind of defines and it's kind of catchy and it sort of like sums up your podcast. I don't know what's a motto of you. <laughs> wow, Eric. Wow. Wow. I'm so clever. I'm that so was brilliant. painful. That was listening. That, that was, was awesome. That was listening. It was. I 100% heard what you said and chose to ignore it. Yes, you did. I can always rely on you to do that. Yep. My conversations are more important to me. Okay. All right. So speaking <laughs> what of are we dumb, doing here? Yeah. So we're, we're making Please. dumb conversations. And speaking of dumb conversations, do you know what we are, Keegan? Uh, we are dumb. And? Oh, we're comic creators. We're... we're and, and we I can't get together. It. We are. Ah, uh, it hurts. Dumb. Now it's really slow. Just say it. Just say it. Dumb comic creators. Okay. And <laughs> my name is not that was the, Shiner. The, like the worst intro we've had so far. Hey, we've had some pretty terrible ones. I don't think that's actually the worst. I don't know. There was There's one. The where one I... where I forgot our show name. <laughs> There's the one where I repeated you like a child. Yes. Like a mature adults that we are. Yeah. I, right, I so think... Anyways, I am Eric Schwartz. Oh, there's the one where you introduced the guest before the show. <laughs> yeah. That was I, good. I, I thought that was more important. Okay. The show will be here next week, but the guest won't. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So anyways, as I was saying, I'm Eric Schwartz. And who are you? Keegan Shiner. Thank you. And we also have, but we have a very, very nice uh, person talking to us today. Indie comic creator. Mark Von On, who I'm pretty sure I just butchered your name. You got it really close. It's Mark Von On In. So on In. Oh, you wow. got on it in. closer on than in. most people. I was actually pretty impressed. I was like, oh, he's actually going to get it. Yeah, you had too much faith in me. That was your mistake. <laughs> so my parents to me. Um, How's it going, Mark? What's what's new this week? Uh, not much. Uh, just working and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Having a good week. How are you? Good. Working. Hanging out. Eric? Uh, working. Hanging out. Reading comics. Yeah. And one of the comics we read was Ahab Van Helsing versus Nosferatu Charge. Charodon. I should have looked up the... the Charcharodon, I think. Charcharodon, uh, For yes. those that are not watching, Mark is actually showing us all six comics autographed, by the way. Uh, One if you. Wow. Yeah. To a girl I'll never see again. <laughs> Wait, uh, tell this story. <laughs> what, do you, what, do you, well, what do you mean? Well, for work right now, I'm doing... Um, I'm working for a company called GoPuff, where you deliver, like... It's kind of funny because their slogan is no judgment, just delivery. And I was like, that is a weird slogan. And then I worked (laughs) there for like 20 minutes and I realized all we're delivering is like Doritos and Ben and Jerry's ice cream and Mountain Dew. I'm like, oh, it's because everybody's stoned. It's we're delivering snacks to people that are too high to drive. Oh, wow. Um, And and we deliver alcohol, too. So I was um, I delivered beer (laughs) to this girl. And you have to call him when you deliver. And I said, hey, it's Mark from GoPuff. 
And so she's like, okay, I'll be right down. She comes down from her apartment. She's like, hi, Mark. And when I saw her, I was like, do I know this girl? And uh, <laughs> I was like, do I? And then I said, I was like, do I know you? And she's like, no. I was like, how did you know my name? She's like, well, you just told me. I was like, oh, I thought <laughs> maybe I knew you in the stand-up comedy circle. Because I do stand-up comedy here in the hot hotbed stand-up comedy scene of Des Moines, Iowa. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. That's a hot, that's a a hot ticket. Yeah. Yes. I, I will probably be on HBO or Netflix by the end of the week. Um, but she, she was like super into that. So she came out to a show and then she got just <laughs> in obliter- obliterated. Like I've never seen any human being this drunk and alive. And like to a point where I had to give her a ride home. Cause I was the only one who knew where she lived, which is weird. Oh, that's weird. Uh, yeah. But she did. She bought all of my comics. She bought every issue. She made me autograph one to her. Um, And then she forgot him at the bar. And now if there's (laughs) no, I'll never see her again. And I just saw, and she has like an unusual name. It's not like Betty or Sue or, you know, somebody you would meet. It's like, I like, she's the first person I've ever met with that name. So. So you haven't gone back to her apartment though, right? I, well, I don't remember where she lived. Or house. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. And then plus that, it feels very stocky. Oh, that's very stocky. Yeah. We're, we're glad you that you said no. Drop it in the mailbox and never see her again. Just leave her a note saying, I'm watching you. <laughs> I think she could put it together as me. <laughs> or yeah, so, that's not a bad well, idea. Just kind of all, leave them Sign on the your stoop. work if you're leaving a note. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So most stalkers have some sort of penmanship or some sort of letter they leave people. So I'll just leave my comic, get the word out there. Maybe she'll buy something from the threadless store. Most stalkers. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about what most stalkers do. Experience the stalkers. (laughs) I've never had one. Nobody likes me enough to stalk me. I was going to say most stalkers take something. They don't leave something. Isn't that, isn't that more, Maybe, I, that, I think maybe I'm thinking of serial of killers here, but I'm sure serial killers definitely take something. But don't serial killers also stalk, or is it more just kind of in the moment? It depends on the type of serial killer. We should do like a podcast called Serial. Hey, the number one type of podcast is murder mystery, so we could totally do that. This podcast is going to break into the top ten. This what week. if it's what kind of serial serial killers would eat? Yeah, exactly. The, About the, the day-to-day of a serial killer. The inception like, of serial killers. Did you kill anyone today? No. But, Are uh, you going to try to kill but somebody? I, I tried life cereal, and it was <laughs> I, I murdered that. I murdered some Count Chocula. Yeah. It got me moved to, but I ate it out of a guy's head, so it counts. <laughs> I, ate a lot, I, ate a, I ate Cheerios. Well, what's so special about that? Well, I, was, I killed the guy and went to his apartment and ate his Cheerios. <laughs> That's like salt in the wound. He's not going to want it then. He's dead. I don't think he's like, first thing you do is his family's going to come in and he's like, oh, John's dead. But worse, his Cheerios what? are gone. What if Cheerios. they left the Cheerios in the will? <laughs> that would be really bad like salt in the wound. That's awkward because if they don't clear that house out fast enough, those Cheerios are going to be stale. And that's like leaving behind stale Cheerios when you die. It's kind of like, it's rude. That's, uh, 
I believe when somebody's get a family member gets murdered, the first thing they worry about is the food. <laughs> is it gonna go bad? <laughs> Who's gonna eat this bread? Does anybody need milk? Martha, we gotta clear the fridge here. Stop <laughs> stop no, worrying about the mess. Guys. <laughs> I think he just went to the store. This is inconvenient. Did Ryan make any cookies? That's the question that we're all asking. Not whether or not who killed him and whether or not the killer's still out there. Well, it was, was the, the thing he did best. It was the thing he did best. Yes. And yeah. So, Mark, you yes. have made some I, comics. I, did, and... I, will, I want to say something real quick, actually. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I think it's really funny. Before we started, you're both like, is there anything we don't want to talk about? Like anything? <laughs> and then like five seconds in, we're talking about eating cereal out of human heads and like, Oh man, I probably should have said something other than nothing. <laughs> I didn't know this is where it was gonna go. Well, if you had said like we don't, I don't, I have an uncomfortable feeling about eating cereal in someone's head, we would not have brought it up. I think it's your fault. Yeah. yeah. No, it's totally my fault. Yeah. I should have thought of every every possible. We talk about that every day, and if you didn't want to talk about that, you should have just told us. So it's I have true. this text from Keegan because we talk outside of this podcast, and his first question is, "Say, hey Eric, you up? Are you eating cereal out of someone's head?" And I'm like, "Not yet." He's like, "Why not?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I got to work on that." Why wouldn't you be doing that? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna move on. I can't I'm gonna move on. To okay. actually talk about what we brought you on for? Yes. <laughs> oh, it wasn't that? Although, you know, it's kind of like bread bowls, head bowls. <laughs> oh, I've not had Panera bread bowl in such a long time. I need to eat that. Those things are delicious. It's too many carbs. That's what you learn They're, as an adult. It's like two it's, pounds of like fat per like bite, but it's delicious. Comics, comics. Yeah. That's what we're supposed to be doing. <laughs> uh, all right. There's so, a lot of comics. Okay, so let's say Carcharidon. Carcharidon? Carcharidon is how I pronounce it. I could be wrong. Say it again. Dorian. Carcharidon? Carcharidon. Okay, I got it. It means vampire shark. What really... Um, well, Nosferatu. Oh, yeah. Carcharidon actually means vampire shark? No, it means shark. Nosferatu. That means shark. Nosferatu yeah. means vampire. Yeah. Okay. It would have made more sense just to call it Vampire Shark, but I think I wanted to have like a smart title and then inside is the dumbest thing. People are like, what is this? Why well, I think the, the title is wonderful. Thank yeah, you. The title makes a lot of sense. I just. Yeah. It's nobody can pronounce it. <laughs> yeah. One person, I was even 100% sure of like, this is wrong. And somebody's going to be like, that's not what that means. This just looks <laughs> stupid. And I was selling them at a con, and a woman came up, and I'm like, "Do you know what that means?" She's like, "Yeah, it says vampire shark." Like she knew it right away. So. Oh yeah, no, I knew what carcaridon is. I've never said the word out loud or heard it, from what I know. I could be proud. I'm not a marine biologist, so I'm no well, George. I, I'm a big Shark Week guy. You know, I, I watch that sometimes. And oh, I should mail them to Shack and see how it's pronounced, or my. <laughs> you could uh, you could do the one of those like. Um, uh, cameos and then put what, that on your website that would be amazing i have uh gilbert godfrey has copies of them oh wow oh wow yeah so does uh i don't know if you know who frank turner is but musicians frank turner so hooked them up with some they didn't seem to care oh I <laughs> they see. were much less interested in, in it than i was but like some they girl from 
win. <laughs> yeah. They so girls probably just leave to better give things. the basic summary of your story plot line. Uh, it's a very deep and intellectually moving story. Um, I cried three times after I read the first word. But for those that, that don't understand that description, it's literally a shark eats a vampire and becomes a vampire. Correct. The, the whole thing is, honestly, it was mostly um, based on or uh, inspired by like Sam Raimi movies. Like Army of Darkness and Evil Dead, because those I remember watching Army of Darkness when I was a kid, and it was like hilarious. Like it was, I was weird because it was a horror movie and it was supposed to be scary, but at the same time, it was super funny to me. Yeah, so it like it's hilarious. Difference. No, it's it's absolutely no. quotable. It's absolutely hilarious. Yeah, the first one was supposed to be scary, and then the second one they kind of started giving the comedy. The third one, Army of Darkness, pure comedy. Oh. Yeah, he didn't care anymore. And that's what I was like, that, that's where I started with. I was like, I just, I kind of want to do like a Sam Raimi style story and sort of went from there. Like, what if there's a vampire shark? Okay, let's go. And then I made this. So how, uh, so we kind of go through the process that uh, artists and writers go through when they're making comics. So uh, just starting at the beginning, is this your first comic that you've made? Yeah, this is okay. my first, uh, I actually probably wrote it a good 15 years ago. Okay. Um, and I just kind of sat on it and I decided it was like, I was like, like, I actually want to make this. And I, cause yeah, I released it. I, I wrote it before Sharknado and Sharktopus and all that. I had this. So maybe I'm late to the game now. I don't know, but. I don't, I don't think so. I think. Still popular. Sharks aren't going anywhere. If Sharknado oh, people 6, like sharks. If Sharknado up? six took this plot line because Sharknado five took like angels and demons. I mean, where else are they gonna go? They're gonna go to <laughs> vampires eventually. I didn't know angels and demons got in. You just ruined the Sharknado movies for me. Thanks a lot. Spoiler man. alert. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Well, you had to watch one through four to understand five. So. It's all right. I was gonna binge them you have all. to watch like, them chronologically. You have to watch them chronologically. Oh my god! All right. Well, that's that's too many hours for me. Or not um. enough. <laughs> it's not like Fast and Furious, where you can just kind of jump in at at four, and Han's already dead. Yeah, and it and it makes sense. The storyline in Fast and Furious, it's just just go with it. There's, yeah. They're not going to be out racing <laughs> submarines or tanks. That would be ridiculous. So, uh, yeah. Okay. So you started, you, you wrote comic book scripts 15 years ago. Was it originally a comic? Yeah. I think it was always okay. intended to be a comic. And that was like, I always had this like idea um, of like what I thought, uh, like what I thought would be a fun comic. And I just sort of sat on it. Um, and I actually, it was really weird because I think originally I was going to do it as a one shot and I could never like figure out how to like, like the Ahab character. Because I think I started with the vampire sharks first. Like the first thing is like, what would happen if a shark ate a vampire? I was like, well, what if the vampire got all of the vampire powers or the shark got all the vampire powers? And then I was yeah. like, well, then he needs somebody to fight. And that's where I came up with Ahab Van Helsing, which I was trying to, again, sound smart, except for the fact that Ahab 
went after a whale and not a shark. So even well, that doesn't work. Kind of got it. <laughs> yeah. It's a uh, whale of a shark. Yeah. But ori- originally it was going to be like Ahab was like a vampire hunter and he had to go up against a shark. Or like maybe he's a shark or he just hunts vampire sharks. Like he's really specific. And I just... <laughs> My time has come. <laughs> yeah, like he was ready. And eventually I just went with the Jaws route. Like, well, he's just a sheriff in this town. Yeah. And um, it was actually kind of fun because honestly, I didn't plan anything out beyond that. Like I, I just sort of had this idea and I just started writing it down. Like I didn't plot, plot it out and I think ahead, I guess even. Um, what I like, I just started, started writing and my idea was in the third issue, they, they chase the vampire into the, in the second issue at the end of it, they chase the vampire shark into the ocean mm-hmm. and they're going to fish it up and use the sun to kill it. And to me that uh, originally that was going to be the ending where it's just oh, like, wow. oh, they'll have this fight there. And then I started thinking like, wait a minute, if he's at the bottom of the ocean, there's no sun and there's a ton of stuff down there. Yeah. So he could just be biting everything. Yeah. And so that's where I, and that's where to me, like the actual idea kind of flour, flourished because it's like now yeah. suddenly you can have all sorts of crazy vampire. You can really fighting. tell that's when you like hit the gas pedal in these comics. Yeah. yeah. That's, that was the, yeah. And I, I was, it really like kind of was a shot in the arm of like fun, I guess, and uh, energy. Um, so so when did you um you you wrote it 15 years ago you decided to make it recently or relatively recently um how did how did you get started like how did you go from script to page um well it was because i was working at a local comic book store where i was working there to raise money um and it's where i sell these if you're in the uh des moines area it's jc and hobby um but I was working there at the time and my idea was I was going to put money away and then, you know, find out how much I would need for an artist and then find that and then start pursuing it that way. But of course, you know how life works where I'm raising money for this and then suddenly something breaks on my car. Yeah. And I have to yeah. put like 2000 into that. And then it was just, it's one of those things where it's like every time I like started to raise the money, something happened yeah. and I had to wipe it out. So eventually I got to a point where I was just like, I, can I cuss on this? I don't know if you guys cuss. Uh, we try not to. Okay. Yeah. Finally, I was like, all right, forget it. I'm just going to do a 401k loan. And I uh, withdrew a couple grand, I guess. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I, and I, I went on to uh, like just Facebook groups and saying, this is the idea. I have an idea where I want a vampire and a shark pretty much and then a vampire shark mixed um i was like if anybody is interested message me and then i just started getting messages from people all over because i was like i have the money i'm ready to pay you i just and uh that's where i met this dude named uh jamal jamal uh sims it was a really cool guy and he was awesome to work with because he was um you know, he wrote up a contract and was like, I'm Jamal you- Patterson, I, I think. Oh, Patterson. Yeah. yeah. I should okay. know that since I've talked well, to Well, Jonathan Sims is, is yeah. the letter. Jonathan was the letter. Yeah. Friend. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. But no, Jamal, he was a cool dude. And he, like, he sent me a contract and was like, I'm going to give you um, a piece of art every week. 
So every wow. single week, and it was like, oh, that was nice. So, you know, every week I got a new piece. And then I went to Jonathan and he did the, the lettering for us. And he actually did the fourth cover, which I'll show you. Oh, yeah. Uh, this one, which I think is pretty sweet. It's just a, a hermit crab using a human head as a shell. So, oh, well, I'll share my screen so that if people okay. are watching. So not only can you use human heads as cereal bowls, but you can use them as a shell for a hermit crab. <laughs> it's very Walking Dead yeah. under the sea. That one was more, yeah. The next one, the one that uh, seemed to get the most attention was number five, which is, <laughs> which I thought would be funny if it was uh, like the Little Mermaid. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I just said that that is my second artist, Gary McCluskey. And I sent him a message. I'm like, can you do this for the sharks on a rock like Little Mermaid? And he was like, yeah. And I, was, and I don't know who said that he should have a seashell bra, but. It's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. And like people, people will walk back by my table and point at that and just laugh. So and I oh, think yeah. that's a great cover because it definitely kind of gives the tone of what I'm looking for. <laughs> like, yeah, it's kind of gory and graphic, but it's also stupid and funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's campy. Yeah. Yeah which is what I want. So. Right, right. So uh, so Jamal did the first two books yep. and then you made a switch to uh, Gary, Gary McCluskey. Gary, yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, so can you talk about what it was like maybe working with the first artist versus the second artist? Um, it was, I mean, it was all pretty, pretty easy. The reason I had to switch, I mean, I was going to go with Jamal the entire time um, and I had my money raised up and he eventually said, you know, I don't have time, you know, I've, I've got a lot of stuff. And I think he had like, he was moving and he had a kid on the way. If I remember correctly, I, I could be wrong. I got his name wrong. So don't, don't trust me. Um, but I think he was, uh, you know, he just had a lot on his plate and he, he felt bad that he couldn't continue. It was, you know, understood. And that's where Gary came along. And, um, Again, same thing. I found him in a Facebook group, just threw out that, hey, I'm looking for this if you're interested. And and uh, all I did with him, because um, it was it was really interesting because I was messaging, uh, getting messages left and right from people who are like, what about this? I'm like, well, let me see some of your work. And then they wouldn't show me anything. I'm like, well, I'm not going to give you money yeah. if I can't see what you've done. And then it's like, one guy was like, well, I'm going to get started right now. And I'm like, I didn't hire you. Like, yeah. I didn't say I wanted you to do it. And Gary was the guy. And I, I liked his stuff. And what I said to him was like, I really like this. I'm like, why don't you uh, do me a favor? Uh, draw up a vampire shark fighting Ahab. Just just something. Send it to me. And if I like it, we'll go forward. And he, it was awesome. Like, it's it's actually the back of my phone. I have it. It's on my Threadless store. So I can't show oh, cool. it to you because... Yeah, it's it's just sweet picture, and the second I saw it, like, all right, we are we are in business. And yeah, he is, was it a different dynamic working with him than working with the first artist? Not really, because I just sort of sent him the I sent him the money first, and then I sent him uh, the script, and um, I would just start getting artwork. I mean, once once all that was done, I was sort of it was sort of like just you know on its like just on its own i guess just working you know 
did you um, did you write all the issues at once or did you kind of write as you as they were made no i wrote them all at once like i said i've had this like the whole thing okay. was sitting here for 15 years so they've been and i just had them in a drawer like a drive didn't know what to do with them and eventually i'm like ah screw it i'm doing it cool cool yeah so i know it's fun and you learn a lot about you know making comics and stuff so um is yeah it's been pretty cool and since i've done this i've actually i have i don't know if uh, you saw but i have my first published story in an ahoy comics uh Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Uh, issue of Captain Ginger, uh, I think volume three, issue two, if I remember correctly. Okay. Um, and it's my short story called Love is Magic, which was a comedy sketch I wrote, but had no ability to produce. So I just rewrote it as a short and they liked it. And so, yeah, I mean, since I've started this, I've gotten some, you know, it's been published somewhere. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, so that's cool. great. Yeah. Yeah. So your background is stand-up, or is it like improv, or is it sketch, or what is, is your background in comedy? Oh, um, comedy-wise, I'm mostly just stand-up. Uh, I have a lot of, the reason I did the sketches, uh, well, I used to just, I'm like a guy who just blurts out stupid stuff and trying to get my friends to laugh, and I had a friend that eventually was like, you should try stand-up comedy, and I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I will. And I did, and I've really, it's, dude, it's fun. It's fun. It's like a double-edged sword, because if you do really well, it's like the greatest experience of your life. But if you do awful, it's like, why did I do that? And I hate everything about my life. And That's how that I feel fun. when we do introductions, Eric. Oh. In <laughs> yeah. the words of Jeff Griggs, who's a big improv teacher in Chicago, bad improv is like trying to take a dump outside the side of your tokus. Yeah. that's great you guys are located in chicago i'm located in chicago i'm in boston uh but, we, oh, but i'm from there we met in chicago ish area yeah i've done an open mic in chicago i've done a couple oh cool those are yeah i knew some of the i had friends that moved to chicago and, um and i've been to boston i saw dropkick murphy's there oh cool yeah that's, that's an experience band. oh yeah was, i saw him on saint patrick's day Oh yeah, that's a hell of a show. Have you done it? No, but I know it is. <laughs> I don't need to be there to experience that in my head. Oh, it was a blast. It's too intense. I fall asleep like before I leave the house. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm tired. I'm tired just thinking about it. In other words, it'll wear you out, man. So, this that was a great question I just had. Um, it was like taking a t taking a dump outside on the side of your took us that question. So you took your background, did your t background in stand-up apply it all to your shark comic or not really? Uh, not really. Um, I mean, I guess, I guess it, not, not stand-up and background, but I guess it's a lot of how you think. Um, like they, they, they always talk about, if you listen to like a lot of comedians, especially Seinfeld. Seinfeld's always fascinated with the way comics comedians think. And it's always, it's always, we look at things differently uh, as a comic. 
and I shouldn't say we since I'm not a professional comic. It's not like I'm just putting myself in there. You can say we. We're not going to stop you. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Um, But I mean, I think it. I think it helped like that, where you like kind of think outside of the box of like, what kind of crazy things can I do here? Like instead of just a straight up, there's a vampire shark flying around eating people. Well, it's like, well, now there's vampire jellyfish that are wrapping people up and you know eating them when they're tentacle or tentacles or what have you or um I mean, yeah you i just think start... i think my favorite panel is the woman who has like a clown fish coming out of her stomach yeah <laughs> it was yeah it was just like there's like two whole pages where it was literally nothing but people getting it's... eaten by different animals yeah they're they're just various bits i i oh no not the not the clownfish. it's the turtle that's dragging the woman um <laughs> by the by the leg and she's like frustrated with how long it's taking <laughs> yeah thank you <laughs> also that had a great uh payoff with the uh, follow-up uh spoilers for those who are going to be reading it um there's a normal turtle as well <laughs> and i thought that payoff was fantastic yeah, yeah that yeah. was it that normal turtle he doesn't fare well and people really like are worried about page count with comics and like hitting that exact page count. Were you worried about that? Or are these kind of like, um, I mean, were you crafting it to 22 pages or a certain page count? I not, I mean, I just wanted to make sure it was long enough to be a comic. Okay. You know, I mean, it's like when you're a little kid and you make comics, it's like three pages long. I was like, well, I can't sell that. Yeah. So, um, and I think what I would do honestly when i started doing this is i would take like an issue of like an independent comic and it'd probably be like something from image or something maybe invincible or something like that um and just count the pages that weren't ads and say all right that's what i'm going to aim at you know and i think i think most times i got to like 16 so it's like okay 16 pages that's what i'm going to aim for i see so because spending like a whole page on whether or not a turtle is alive in the middle of a vampire comic is (laughs) Is brilliant. Like, thank you. <laughs> we we cared about that that turtle for like a lot of time relative <laughs> to your comic, you know. It was important. I thought people should know about it. Right. If it was a movie, that'd be a solid minute. That's like a long. That's <laughs> that a lot of frames. Movie, that was a movie. That would be the entire movie. Just looking at that turtle. <laughs> like, look at him go. He's so fast. Oh no. I was really proud. The thing I was proud of, and I think I remember this from uh, an old peter benchley movie where it's like a giant squid comes up to town and starts attacking and all the suckers the suckers they have actual teeth on them yeah mm-hmm. and i've always remembered that and so when i was like that's one of the things i was like if you get hit by the suckers would that count as being bit like so now they have to like start trying to figure out well does that count right <laughs> so bit? oh yeah so that brings up a good point you have a character that is an actual vampire hunter in the first in the first two books i think right mm-hmm. or yes. first three maybe first in the first three, three yeah yeah okay and then he just is like nah <laughs> i'm leaving <laughs> yeah screw you guys i only deal with land vampires <laughs> I, that is to me when I was when I was because I, I like I said this was like a Sam Raimi uh, idea it's like Sam Raimi movie okay and that character to me was like Bruce Campbell like and so it's always every time I wrote like that character is like what would Bruce Campbell do and I wanted to set him up as like he was gonna be 
the Obi-Wan Kenobi. And you're like, oh, like, he's going to be important. And then you get to a point where he's just like, I'm not doing this. (laughs) I don't have to. He just quit. I'd never seen a main character quit quit the comic before. (laughs) Halfway through, she's like, I'm done. Yeah. It's like, I don't do water because you can't. (laughs) Vampires, you don't drown usually. And he's like seasick and he's on a boat, which is. That's thank very you. Jaws, but that that's just great storytelling too. Oh, thank you. Somebody, I was, I told that somebody like, like I have a friend who was like went to film school, and he was like, you can't do that. You can't just have a. I'm like, no, why can't you? Like, where, where is it written? Like, he does make one cameo later on, but you know. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, it, it's the intro of the comic sets it up as. Um, him being the hero, but you, you, there's a lot of intros to things where like the hero comes in later. Yeah, you know, and the hero is the sheriff in this case. Yes, and he does show up and he does interact with this guy, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just he, just he just leaves him, which I thought right. was so funny. <laughs> oh, I'm not. I'm not enjoying this. I'm out. yeah that's what i would do yeah can't blame him (laughs) hmm uh i had a question hold on (laughs) oh i don't know i can't think of it um so where can people uh meet or like find your work obviously outside of Des Moines. No, wait, before we, before we get to the wrap up. Um, Never mind. I'm sorry. Okay. So how did you publish these? We're, Um, we're dumb comic creators. We don't, we, we want to know about that process. I, you know what? It's great. Uh, There is an ad because all you have to do is you get all the artwork, you get it together. I, I sound like I'm working for these people, but they're actually really great uh comics wellspring and all you do is just you send them uh like a a shareable drive and like they put it together and they send it to you and it's super easy like to be honest with you it really is it's like the hardest part is writing it and then getting the money i guess (laughs) yeah yeah but beyond that it's actually really easy like to get like if you can think of the idea and get it on paper there's it beyond that it's super easy to get it actually in your hands if you can pay for it and send it to yes yeah okay yeah i mean it's like i don't know how like you know you hear the story about like teenage mutant ninja turtles blowing up and selling hundreds of thousands of copies you know i haven't had that success but I don't know how they would have done it either. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. they it literally wrote it in on their kitchen table, and I think they said their uncle was when they printed it for them. Yeah, so, no, but I like how would I wouldn't even like back then. I wouldn't even know how to find a printer. You know what I mean? They couldn't I Google they, it. They, I think they were lucky because they said their uncle who did like posters or something. I think. Is oh, really? Yeah. So their uncle just printed smaller posters for them, and they stapled them together. And they're like, wow. I thought done. Some, I thought Vanilla Ice did it for him. <laughs> No, he, he just made them a success. Yes. He did. That's when I was a kid and I saw Vanilla Ice was gonna be in that second movie, I was so excited. How old are you guys? Do you even know who Vanilla Ice is? We're on the edge. He's on the celebrity losing a weight TV show. That's who he is. Is he really? 
He was for a while ago. He was like on one of their first seasons. I never thought he was overweight. I, apparently he was. He's that, when, that skinny fat, you know? Yeah. Skinny fat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have that. I have fat fat. Yeah. Like he wrote normal. that totally original song. Not like uh, based on a... Does it have uh, the ting? Yeah, it's got the ting. It's <laughs> one of my favorite interviews. Not the same thing. It doesn't have that little ting. It's got the little ting. It's totally different. <laughs> uh, we covered everything. Vampire shark, vanilla ice, eating cereal out of heads. So not to spoil your comic, but it ends in such a way that a thing could lead to another thing, to a thing. Is there going to be a following thing uh, with this storyline, or is it uh, over and done with? To me, I always thought this is weird. I thought it was over and done with, but um, I used to have a job where I would just sit at a desk all day and I didn't do anything. Like, literally, I was paid to watch YouTube. Um, and you can only watch so much YouTube. Uh, and I would just start writing things. And I wrote uh, the Christmas special, the Ahab Van Helsing Christmas special. Oh, wow. <laughs> where Santa is bitten by a werewolf. <laughs> And Ahab has to take care of it. Um, and so Gary and I have talked about it. And there's no way we'd be able to get it done this year. But I'm going to try. We're going to aim for like next Christmas. <laughs> Ahab. So there might be one more issue in the works of the, the Christmas one. So Awesome. Yeah, you should bring yeah. this back. I yeah, agree. Back. Like, yeah. it's, it's a fun story. It's a fun story to well, watch. Thank you. Let's go. Um, are you a big Simpsons fan? You want to see something real quick? Sure. Sure. Yes. Ah, you have a tattoo, tattoo. of. Uh, it's uh, it's my fa- this is there's actually kind of a story behind this tattoo. Um, <laughs> it's it's Marge Simpson. Uh, the episode. Do you know the episode? I didn't see it well enough to know, but yeah, it was it was tough to see. It was tough to see. Oh, I'll do it again. You see it. Crazy Eyes, Mark Simpson. I is that the she one where snail? He, close. Is that the one of the Halloween special where I, he where Homer goes back in time and changes things? No, that's a good guess though. Uh, there's an episode where um, uh, Homer, Mar, it's called Marge on the Lamb, mm-hmm. and Marge is uh, <laughs> with her friend. Homer's in the back of a cop car. And then the, the, her friend's car is stolen, so she shuts the lights off because the other car, the Chief Wiggum starts following her, and he's going to pull her over because their taillights are the wrong size or something. So he's going to um, pull him over, and then she's like, this car is stolen. Uh, and then um, they, start, they start this chase. Chief Wiggum has to get on the horns, like, I'm following a car. Um, it's two females. One of the women is in pearls and has a lot of blue hair. And Homer starts laughing, says, a lot of blue hair. And that's what he thinks of. Like, that's what he thinks that person oh. looks like. <laughs> and it makes me laugh. There's, there is a story behind this tattoo. It's kind of sad, but I'll tell you if you want to hear it. We're all here. Wanna... <laughs> we're, we're this okay. far. <laughs> this, is, this is 100%. Uh, I wanted a Simpsons tattoo for a while because this is like, I've had like four other ones. Uh, I have a Shawshank Redemption tattoo. I have bogus tattooed to my back um, and then a Ramones and Frank Turner tattoo. Um, but I've wanted a Simpsons one. And like, this is the one I decided on. Like, I was like, Oh, that's like my favorite moment. 
And I didn't know, like, I wasn't sure where I was going to have it on my body or when, yada, yada, yada. But this is where it gets kind of sad. My mom passed away. Like, it was kind of unexpected. Oh. And you get that point of grieving where it's like, nothing matters. <laughs> who gives yeah. a shit anymore? Or who cares anymore? Sorry. Uh, and I was just like, I don't care. I'm getting a tattoo. And they're like, we're going to put it here on your arm. And I said, that's fine. <laughs> and they're like... <laughs> Like oh, two wow. weeks later, I was like, oh, when you're, when you're not grieving so much, you're like, I don't know that that's where I would have got it. There are different stages. There are different yeah, stages. like, is that, this is, this is a more, the moral is, I'm all pro tattoo. Like, I'm, I, I love getting tattoos. But if somebody dies and you're grieving, don't get it right away because you don't could do end anything. up with a Mike. Yeah, like, I've always wanted a Mike Tyson face tattoo. <laughs> and who cares did you go through all five stages of grief for the tattoo right away like oh god no like i didn't i didn't do this fear or like rejection anger all that no no i think it was a lot of people like especially my dad was like what <laughs> he's like i don't i mean, i don't care but why <laughs> my favorite so my niece uh got uh, like my mom's um like a signature and like a something my mom wrote her and she's got a couple tattoos dedicated to my mom, which is really funny because my mom hated tattoos. <laughs> like, we're, like, honoring oh, wow. my mom's memory <laughs> in, like, the worst way possible, in a way that she absolutely would have hated. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's weird. awesome. Yeah. So, uh, I think what Eric was trying to get at with the Simpsons... Uh, with oh, the sorry. Simpsons segue was that you have a whole comic of how do you how do you do of ned flanders to speak <laughs> yes uh the uh ned flanders edition yes I, i'm I gonna share this huh eric what'd you think of this i it was the first one i read and i didn't realize it wasn't it was a special issue so i'm like what is this comic why am i reading this <laughs> <laughs> and i guess i'm going back like why is he have a picture of ned flanders how do you get away with that what's going I on i don't know i don't know that i could get away with it <laughs> i just was like ah, i'm gonna do it and then i uh i was like i would get like a booth at like some cons and i would have it out there and <laughs> i would be like oh there'd be like a guy that works for bongo comics or something i'm like you know I'm not going to sh- put this one out today because I'll probably get sued. <laughs> but yeah, I do have the uh, Oakley Doakley edition. Let, let's read this for a second, Eric. Uh, so I'll, I'll start. Is that him? Strange guy. We diddly dingy dong. Don't know diddly dingy dong dressed in black. So you think that's him? Yes, Justin. I would say that is a safe bet. Holy moly. Who is this guy? Why are you scared? This is the protecting part of the protect and serve. Dandy morning. How are you? Dandy morning. I am fine. My noodly name is Victorino. <laughs> what is yours? Police Chief James Van Helsing. Diddly Helsing. <laughs> you seem to have a lot of pouches on that coat. What diddly ding dong do you have in it? Noodly nothing. Legally here. You are well diddly welcome to search it. Diddly it. <laughs> Garlic crosses. I can't read the rest. You get to scroll down. I did. I still can't see it. Uh, zoom. 
Okay. Well, that was pretty good. There's a, if you guys wonder how I am so good at Ned Flanders speak, I, um, there's a Ned Flanders uh, translator. On, you can, so you can take any script and you'll translate it into Ned Flanders. Is that what you did on this one? Yeah, I just started oh, putting cool. all the dialogue into the Ned Flanders. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this. I thought like I ended up getting a stand-up routine with it based on like because like you were you spend the entire time doing the Ned Flanders stand-up routine. <laughs> oh, you could, <laughs> yeah. I should do that. Or old George Carlin or Richard Pryor. Yeah, uh, this was a very interesting choice, and I'm very happy that I saw this. <laughs> Thank I, you. I still was like surprised, like, oh, this isn't the actual comic because I was like, <laughs> why? Why is this so weird? Who's talking? Could you imagine if the whole thing was just Ned Flanders speak? Like, like, like all your com- that's all you sent us. And like, that's how you punked the dumb comic creators. You just sent us a bunch of like fake comics. I'm not uh, giving anyone any ideas right now. Just, just here it is. Everything is, it's a new language called Flanders. No, I did. I pitched it. I sent an issue to like a, like a small comics publisher and I accidentally sent him that one. Oh God. <laughs> They're like, yeah, no. And then I realized like, oh, I'm like, that's not the right one. It's they're like, we're no, just leave us alone. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, cool. So Mark, it's been amazing having you on. Thank you. I had fun. I enjoyed it. We learned a lot about skulls. We learned a lot about skulls, what you can do with them. Yeah. And sharks. Antarctic. Yes. And uh, do you have any um, comics or something you want to promote? Like, how how can we buy your comics online? Uh, if you're in like the like I said, Des Moines area, um, which I'm sure uh, JC and Hobby has two locations or three locations, but they're at two, um, so they have every issue, including one Ned Flanders. Oh, wow. Which I don't think I'm going to get printed again. So it's probably going to be worth a lot of money soon. So hang on to that. Uh, but if you're not in those areas, uh, you can email me and I'll hook you up with digital comics. Uh, my email is M-V-O-N-H-A-N-E-N at gmail.com. And I know what you're saying. That's, he spelled his last name wrong because on my cover, it's A-H-N-E-N. That is correct. I spelled my last name wrong in my email. So <laughs> I am dyslexic, so it's not my fault. But I just And then, of it. course, Mark Von Annen was taken immediately after that. I, you know what's funny? I have a brother. His name's Matt, and I think he took it. <laughs> so oh, I was wow. like, well, I'm going to be M. Von Hannon for now. <laughs> Hannon, H-A-N-E-N, okay. H-A-N-E-N, or you can find me. I have a Facebook page, Ahab Van Helsing. Um, It's really dumb. First off, I can't spell, like I I am seriously, I'm dyslexic. So it was bad idea for me to come up with a title I can't spell. Like I have to like Google my comic and copy and paste every time because I know I'm going to spell it wrong. And it's also those things where it's like, how can I find your comic? Well, just look for Ahab Van Helsing versus and people are like, why would, how would anybody think to look for that? But I have a Facebook page and also my uh, Instagram. Which yeah, is, what's uh, your Instagram? Mark Von Annen. Mark Von Annen? 
Okay. Yeah, M A R C von Ahnen. Yeah. Spelled correctly, everything is. Uh... That one is actually correct. Okay. I believe. I don't know. I'm. I can't. Tell. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah thanks, thanks for coming guys. on. I had a lot of fun. Glad you joined us. Uh, yes. Thank you for having us. It's been a blast. Everyone, yeah. check out these comics. They're hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never seen a shark fly and kill people. It was. They're satisfying. I think it's the. Like, the the true word that we're gonna use for I this. remember by the time my Sharknado six or seven comes out, it was here first. You'll be able to that's, sue. You'll be able to sue. I think that's that, what we're trying to say. That is the idea. I do want to say, if you guys were interested, I am working on my uh next one, which is just a comedy one called Hilarity. Oh cool. Um, cool. Yeah. Which is uh it's funny because I don't I don't smoke, I don't do anything really. I'm pretty straight edge. But my friend Wes is a huge, like he's actually told me that he wishes he was the dude from Big Lebowski. Like that's his hero. <laughs> so I wasn't going to tell him I was putting him on the cover. I was just going to put Wes on the cover, but then I've made a shirt of it. So, <laughs> so he found <laughs> out. Yeah. Yeah. And he keeps uh, saying, yeah, I do have a three. He keeps saying, I'm going to buy one of those shirts. And he never does. So I'm pretty mad at Wes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can understand. It would be weird to walk around with yourself on your shirt. You know, oh, man, you'd have to be pretty pretentious. Hey, there's a lot of wrestlers that Less. do that. Oh, yeah. Wrestlers always do it. Orange Cassidy, if you ever know who that is, fantastic wrestler. Ha- only has pictures of himself on when he wrestles. What's his name? Orange Cassidy? Orange Cassidy. He's an AEW wrestler, and his rule of thumb is he will only have pictures of himself wearing sunglasses. All right. I mean, you got to have your thing. So you have a vampire sh- shark t-shirt on. Is that I what do. I'm seeing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's issue. It's the cover for issue five. Awesome, uh, mermaid, little mermaid. mermaid. Yeah, yeah. Are those for sale? Yeah, they're on my Threadless store. Um, okay, what's which that? I, I always, you know, that's I link those to everything, and I'll send you a uh, link if you want to post it with it. If you want, yeah, I'll post that in the episode notes if you're listening. Excellent. Or if you yeah. guys, if you guys wanted to buy a uh, vampire shark duvet, um, maybe something <laughs> for your wife because you know, like, hey, look at this sexy thing. Or, or West Coast had shower curtains. Are you being serious? Yeah, they make oh, those. Wow. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> great. Nobody's bought them, but you can. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> great. It's like, <laughs> like for most of you can do it. No one's done it, but you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why my sales, uh, I didn't last long in sales. I guess you could do it. I don't know. Try Would it. Would you buy this? You could buy it. Not, I'm not recommending it, but you could. You need a roof? I don't know if you want a roof. <laughs> I don't you want to try a roof not. on your house? Whatever. I got a tent. You want a tent? I got a tent. <laughs> I do hope somebody buys a, a hilarity shower curtain just so they have pictures of Wes all over the bathroom. That's what he bought, probably. He didn't buy a t-shirt. He bought a By the a way, the rule curtain. of thumb that Kika and I have is if there's any pictures of us, it has to be kept in our bathrooms. <laughs> You guys could do a whole West bathroom. You could redo your bathroom as just West. There's, you can get rugs. You can get shower I, curtains. I have wanted to decorate my bathroom in some guy I don't know. And have you ever like West from Des Moines, Iowa? I'm giving yeah. out a lot of personal information of West. By the way. You guys want his phone number? We're good. <laughs> just I don't, but our listeners might. So if yeah. you wanted to, uh, he's a so, he's a super nice guy. 
So to get uh, Wes's phone number, email Mark Von Hannon. <laughs> I will tell you anything you want to know about Wes. <laughs> awesome, Mark. Well, thanks for coming on. Thank thanks, you. Thanks. I had fun, man. Yeah. Bye. 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 Hey, Eric. Hey, Keegan. Uh, what do you think of our guest? Mark? Yeah, Mark. Mark is his name. Uh, I thought he was a really fun guy. Really funny. Yeah, definitely. It was nice of him to come on the show. Mm-hmm. Really definitely like his comics. Fantastic comics. I would recommend buying two copies each just in case one gets slightly damaged. Yeah, and if you're listening and you're going to go pick them up, just know that they they really hit the gas in comic three. Yeah. Like, uh, they're, they're really good, the first two comics, but like you're going to really enjoy the last four. Three through six are very, very solid reads that you're going to reread and not be upset about buying. But that's, that's with a lot of stories. A lot of stories take time to, to kind of like set up the, what's mm-hmm. going on and what's, what's happening. Yeah, no, three through six are super fantastic reads and you're super should be reading them right now. One and two are fantastic reads. Just fantastic. They're not yeah, super fantastic. Not super fantastic. Uh, on a scale of one to ten, they're eights. On a scale, or on a scale for for, they're eight. I would say they're nines. And, nines, and the rest of the comic is tens. I was gonna say elevens. That's what I was gonna go with. Okay. So, on a scale of one to ten, three through six are elevens, and one through and one and two are eights. Is how I was gonna do it. Well, that's like a big discrepancy. I would say that they're they're much closer than that. Okay, fine. Nine and eleven. Okay. No. Eight point five. We're like ten point three. <laughs> ten point three. I actually really like them. I would give them 11s. I'm not ashamed to give them 11. 11. 11.2s. Yeah, we should be very specific with our numbers. 11.2. Uh, I'm going to say 10.59, actually, uh, for them all. 10 squared over X. 10 squared over X, yeah. Solve for Y. <laughs> and as X approaches infinity. <laughs> okay, so uh, we have another guest for today. Mm-hmm. And... Could, do you mind introducing our second guest today? Not at all. He is somebody I've known his entire life. Um, he is somebody that uh, I actually ate lunch with uh, today. Um, and that was a fantastic meal. Um, he is my nephew, Henry, who is very, very honest. He's a six-year-old comic prodigy, in my personal opinion. <laughs> He's a mean critic. I'm gonna. I'm just critic. gonna say it right now. He's a. We're we're about to interview a very mean critic. He is not. Does not pull punches. He hurt he, my feelings. Yes, he has no problem hurting. I'm just setting feelings. this. Up. I'm just setting this up. This this interview hurt my feelings. I may stop making this podcast after this interview. Wow, actually upsetting. I liked your comics. I like. I I liked. Number two, more don't than I like number one. Pay, don't you? Don't but you? But I still like number one. I thought it was a very good comic. I, I don't want. I thought number two was a, good I comic. I I don't don't two was a very good comic. No, no, no. I, I listen, would give. I I want to say this to all the six-year-olds who are listening. If you're six, watch out, okay? Because <laughs> your words mean something to people. All right. Words hurt. Yes. Words hurt. That's right. And and uh, pull pull your punches. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Uh, so with without further ado, who are we talking to? We are talking to Henry Abramowitz. Um, he is my nephew, uh, six years old, and a comic book fan for life. This 
interview is adorable. So enjoy. Mm-hmm. Okay. We need a catchphrase. Yeah, we do. But do you, have a, do you have a suggestion for a catchphrase, Henry? Not really. Not really. Okay. What was it? If it's done, it's done. It's our catchphrase, I guess. We'll work <laughs> on it. <laughs> right. Um, uh, so, for yeah. those of you that don't know, uh, we are the Dumb Comic Creators. My name we is are. Eric Schwartz, and today I have a special guest besides Keegan Shiner. That's right. And that is my nephew, Henry Brown. Do you want to say hi? Hi. Hi, Henry. Mm-hmm. So, we were just talking about the fact that Keegan remembers Henry, but Henry doesn't remember Keegan. That's right. Because older people have better memories. Yeah. Is that true? Is that true? Henry, do older people have better memories? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So you remember you owe me twenty dollars? <laughs> oh, you owe me twenty dollars. <laughs> Keegan knows you Keegan knows we're joking. He's laughing. Okay. So, so uh yeah, so Henry is an avid comic fan, avid comic uh uh critic. And today he's going to review Death Maze number one, which I wrote and um, worked with several artists on the art. So let's get into it. So, so Henry, remember we were just talking about Death Maze number one? It's about the superhero who gets caught in a maze. Yeah. And so you said you you had a good suggestion about what superhero we should use next. This guy named Blue Hawk. He's just a mech. He's a guy that works that goes in a mech that saves the day. Blue Hawk. Does like accidents. Yeah, it's kind of really weird. <laughs> is this a is this a real character or are you coming up with this? My grandma made this comic. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah, she did. Grandma so what, what does uh what does Blue Hawk do? Blue Hawk just like save the day by using vaccines and other sorts <laughs> of medicines. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> a weird thing. I have no idea why she even made this, but it's a weird thing. So you have suggestions. So, what did you like the artwork? Was it pretty, or would you? Eh. You can be honest. You want her king's feeling. I would be. I I like the artwork, but and maybe she could have made it on like blue, like a closer color paper to it. Okay, close color paper to the comic. That's closer. your suggestion. What's it, What does that mean? Closer well, color paper. Bluish colored or yellow colored, something close by. It's white. So you're mad that the main character of this comic was not Blue Hawk? Am no, I understanding I mean that? The paper that I didn't like. So I thought it was because the white paper. I thought I might have been like yellow or. So the paper you use in the background, if you look at it, the spaces in between are white. Yes. So if you chose blue, it might have looked more like the sky, the blue background of the sky is what we're trying to suggest. Oh, okay. So yeah, so more dynamic instead of uh, captured in, in the frames. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So do you like the concept of a hero getting, or a hero getting caught in a maze? Yeah, but the problem... I thought the hero would have so much power, but it's not really. That's the problem. Yeah, the hero doesn't have any powers in this. The hero, this hero shouldn't have been doing this. He's like it's, Batman. He doesn't have any powers. It's a bad hero for, if you, even vaccine or something that saved the day would do fine. 
Just climbing. Eh, not really the best superhero. Climbing's no. not a realistic superpower, but vaccines are. I agree. I agree. This this he is a bad superhero. He shouldn't have tried he shouldn't have tried to go in this maze. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good that's a good thing. Even being caught by a like if he if he even that he got caught by a snake, it's really weird. He should be a, he should be able to like escape it. He should be, but he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, wasn't didn't have the strength to s- escape a snake. No, he didn't, and he got shrunken. Did you see that he got shrunken down? Yeah. Okay. Was a shrink ray? It was shrink poison. It was like they throw shrink slime. Shrink slime. They slimed him, and they caused the slime caused him to shrink. And then the snake, and then the snake was bigger than him, and ah. Uh... Can you do that again, Henry? That's right. <laughs> Yep. Is that how snakes pe- eat people? That's how they eat animals. I'm pretty sure that's how they would eat. Oh, okay, good. That makes sense. That holds up. That holds up. <laughs> so, so Henry, so we were able to talk about Keegan's comics. There. So what's your favorite superhero? My favorite is either Flash or Spider-Man or Batman. So should Keegan do like a Flash or Spider-Man or Batman in one of his death mazes? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I also kind of like Spider Punk. Spider Punk. Spider Punk. Yeah, the guy that really that has the like spine that come out of him. Spines? Spines? Is Spider Man with spines that comes out of him? That's Spider Punk. He has like these weird spider spines. Oh, he's a punk rocker who's Spider Man. Oh. That's why it looks like he has these ding ding dings on him. Oh, I see. So like That's like hair hair coming spider out of punk. spider punk, cool. Cool. So could you could you beat the death maze? I probably could. Wow. Colin's well, been thrown. Can, can, can I, I wouldn't really even. I even smartness is so bad. I could just like escape with like smartness. Yeah, he would just be like, "Yeah, I'm not going to this." He just walks away. Yeah, that's that is how you beat the death maze. You yeah. just don't go into the death maze. And it works. <laughs> it works every time. A hundred percent of the time, that works. Yeah, smarter beats stronger. Smarter beats stronger. <laughs> Actually, that's true for almost all the superheroes. Because like, a lot of times the villains are more powerful. It's just that the good guys are smart enough to you know yeah, get around and, it. And Batman was Superman. Batman was smart because he's kryptonite and Superman's weakness for kryptonite. Mm-hmm. That's true. Superman's not very smart. No. Yeah. Superman really does it. Just punch us! <laughs> is, is that how Superman fights? No, he has. He goes, and that's just it. He's one, oh, he does an uppercut too? Yeah. Does he's, he? No, he doesn't really do an uppercut. He just pulls down up his shirt and flies up and then he drops him <coughs> and he flies down and catches him and drops him on the back. Mm-hmm. That's mostly with other and he uses his ice breath, fire breath, fire eyes and other power to defeat them, but he's not that smart. No, he's, he's not. not that smart. He's yeah. really not. He's really not. Yeah. I mean he he works as a reporter, but you know he's also got advantages because he can hear and see everything, so <laughs> you think it's hard to get the scoop. 
But the problem is, he's not that smart, so he never actually gets the scoop. Yeah, he never gets the scoop, despite because he's not that he smart. He doesn't. It. It's always Lois getting the scoop. That's yeah, right. he, and he's always like just writing her coattails. He could be a really good journalist. I, I agree. He could use his powers correctly for that. And he could have been like smarter and didn't write. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it took him a while to figure out that Bruce Wayne was Batman because Bruce Wayne was just smart and just put a little bit of lead in his helmet. And he's like, oh, I can't see it now. <laughs> too hard <laughs> yeah it was really really easy to sky himself well this has been a wonderful segment okay. and thank you uh henry thanks for coming on the show thank you you have anything mm. to say uh otherwise not really but do you have anything you want to recommend to our 78 listeners out there not really not really okay and uh, are you gonna you recommend any- could you recommend Death Maze number one? I wouldn't say it would be the best, but I said it would be fine. <laughs> it would be a really good thing to maybe get a little bit, a little bit harder and give the guy some superpowers. Okay. On a on a scale between uh, fluffy bunnies in in a, like a very peaceful meadow to um, being surrounded by uh, spikes and not being able to escape. What would you so give this comment? Worse, fluffy bunnies are the best. What would you rate it? I would rate it a couple inches away from spikes. Oh, God. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a low review. <laughs> I wanted to, want to have powers so he could, like, peace in this But, yeah, he doesn't have any powers. That's the big problem, Keegan. He doesn't you have any fix powers. That. I mean, yeah, make it have a little bit something and really that can... Yeah. Yeah. That's a way smarter. That then you'd be way smarter, so we can take down, get out fast. Mhm. All right. Cool. Okay. Thank cool. you. Cool. Yeah. Thank, thank you. You're welcome. And if you want me to come to any more of your reading, just ask. We definitely hey, will. You we definitely will. will. All right. Been a great critic and a great guest. Thank you, Henry. You've been a great guest. And thank you, Keegan. Thank you, Eric. All right. Uh, so we are dumb comic creators, and I guess we finally may have a catchphrase, or we'll work on it. What, what, what is it? I don't know. What, what was our catchphrase again, Henry? Dun da da. Dun da da. da. Uh, Your catchphrase. Uh, <laughs> I'm so so on that. <laughs> okay, we'll talk about it. We'll workshop it. Great interview. Great interview. It was Much a good love. interview. Much yeah. love. Great interview. It was fun having him on. Mm-hmm. He, we may have him on again. He's already said he wants to be on again. He, he I don't know if I can take it because it's very hurtful. <laughs> I, well, when I get my comic published, he'll review mine and we'll have him review it. We'll have him on. We'll have him on for sure. I, I yeah. think we should have him on to help us review other comics too. Yeah. Obviously, we'll have to have that. And I, I have uh, Death Maze 2 coming up soon. Um, and so he'll review that one. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. He'll be an honest and nice interviewer. Okay. Yep. I believe you. I believe him, too. I, I don't believe me. I think you're wrong. I think you're a fool <laughs> to believe me. No, I, I completely, 100% think it'll go differently next time. I'm going to mm-hmm. blow this kid out of the, out of the water with my with this next comic he's going to be impressed mm-hmm. so eric did you read any comics this week i have been reading weekly a comic called chainsaw man which is an ongoing shonen jump 
uh, manga. Okay. I really, really like, so I think I should talk. I want to talk about it. So what's that about? So, um, in like the near future, if you believe if someone is scared something enough, it becomes a demon, and that demon can then possess people. But all like you don't necessarily become evil when you do that. You just become slightly different personality. Uh, so Chainsaw Man is about um, a character. Oh well, first of all, it's written by Tatsuki Fujinito, who also illustrates it. Mm-hmm. Um, a, per, a character, the main character Denji. Um, he's a blonde, scruffy-haired man who inherits and saves um, the chainsaw demon named Pochita. And in the first comic, uh, Denji actually dies. Okay, I'm I'm complete. I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh-huh. And I'm not pulling punches right now. You don't have I, going on? I am completely lost. I I fell asleep halfway through your description. Okay. Pretty much what it is is so break it down in a way like that you would explain to like a six year old. Okay. If you're scared of something, that fear manifests itself into a living demon. So if you're scared of guns, there's a gun demon. If you're scared of chainsaws, there's a chainsaw demon. If you're scared of the future, there's a future demon. Okay. Stuff like right. that. Okay. So the two things will happen to those demons. Um, one, it'll be just living by itself, not bothering anybody. Actually, there's three things. <laughs> two, you can make a deal with the demon, so you sell part of your lifespan. Or Boring demons, sales demons. What's the third one? Uh, the demon, you and the demon merge, which is what happened to the main character, Denji. And codependent demons. Codependent demons. So Denji merged with the chainsaw demon denji is the main character he is the main character because he is killed by a ghost demon and to save his life denji become or his, the chainsaw demon becomes his heart so the chainsaw demon lives inside of denji and uh, like he, he, literally denji was, was scared of chainsaws are people were scared of, scared of chainsaws so that's why Just random people are scared of chainsaws are you scared of chainsaws? If I, I came up to you the chainsaw, would you be scared? No. Okay. Well, then you wouldn't be very. You would be very strong. I accept against, my fate. <laughs> you accept your fate. You'd be very strong against chainsaw demon. Then. You can't block it. Like there's no way to block a chainsaw. <laughs> okay. So, anyways. Like if a plane's going down. There's no chains. There's no plane demon for me. Okay. That plane is just, there's no, you can't do anything. The moment you step so on is there plane, anything that does scare you, Keegan? Well, yeah, things I can control. Okay. So if you, can you control light switches? Do, you, do light switches scare you? There is a light switch demon. There is a light switch demon. So yeah. you could either like somehow try to please it, you could get the power of the light switch. Or it's just going to be by itself not doing anything. I'm mostly afraid of the light switch in my kitchen, which like, most of 80% of the time turns on correctly, but then like the rest of it, it's like flickering and you have to like press it just like just right to get it to stick and, and, and like the light to stay on. And I don't know why it does that. I changed, the, I changed the light bulb. You're, you're thinking if you're listening, you're like, he needs to change the light bulb because clearly it's an old light bulb. It's not. I changed the light bulb. It's, that's not what it is. Truly and like thing. I said, like most of the time, it's it's fine. It's a scary problem. I don't know how to fix it. 
Is that the type of demons that we're talking about? If you're if enough people are scared of them, then yes, that's the type of demons we're talking about. Well, how many people have to be scared in order for there to be a demon? Can we quantize well, this? Not that many. You'll just it just be a very weak demon. So like the more people are scared of it, the more people like more strength it has. So what does like, weak demon mean? Like it stands behind you in a line and or like you, you somebody probably, cuts like, in front of it and it's like, <laughs> all right. Probably like that, but like you probably just like punch it and be like, ah, the demon went down because it's so weak because not that many people are scared of it. Oh, okay. Wait, do people live amongst demons in yeah. this comic? Okay. So then the demons have jobs and stuff? Well, usually most, the only jobs they're allowed to have is like like giving their powers to people. That's, so, <laughs> how much does that pay? Well, it depends what it is. So like the fox demon demands that like you like bring it like uh, stakes like every like month or something. So like that's how it survives. Off of and then that. what kind of power do you get from the fox demon? You can you can summon like a, a, a fox head to eat like people. Oh okay, so you're kind of a a dick if you like that demon, right? I would give this guy some steaks. Oh, you're missing a leg. Sucks for you. And, and so like nobody arrests the people that give that that well, fox demon steaks. Well, like if you they don't mind that if you give it steaks, they mind that if you like cause it to eat people because like if they if you do that. Then, like, the police demon will like go after you and arrest you. There's a police demon. I don't know, but there's who thought be. of this? <laughs> well, yeah, everyone's afraid of the cops. Yeah. Uh, again, <laughs> written and illustrated by Tatsuki Fujimito. Okay, so let's move on. Wait, did we finish the story? <laughs> uh, I don't even got to the story. I you're think like... we got the story because the story is this guy gets a chainsaw on his chest. Yeah, and so like, he'd pull like a chainsaw, and he, like his hands become like chainsaws, and he attacks other demons. So he just becomes a chainsaw. He becomes chainsaw man. Okay, that's all I need to know. I think. Yeah. Do yeah. you do you need any more? Well, it's just a, it's really fun. And it's funny. Um, Does he ever cut anyone? Yes. Okay. So so then no, you don't need to tell me who. That's all. Okay, he cuts multiple people. And okay. he also he also will unhinge the chains and fly around like Spider Man, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so I what like, he does so you know, what? So you know how there's chains on chainsaws? Yeah. So like, if he takes off the chains, he can like ride around like Spider Man, like around the city. Does he he lassos them to some, yes. something. He lassos to like random. The chainsaw chains are like four feet long. They're not <laughs> that long. According to the, I, I don't know what type of chainsaws they have in Japan, but those things are really long. Oh my god! Does he do any yard work? <laughs> no, he doesn't. He, he doesn't well, sculpt. He, He's not well, like Edward Scissorhands. So he needs blood to activate his power, and so if he uses, loses too much blood, he doesn't can't activate it. So he can't. And by putting on chainsaws, he loses blood automatically because you because you're cutting up your hands whenever you do it. Wait, so so he is losing blood. He needs blood. How does he get the blood to, to begin? Usually, like when he usually gets the blood of his enemies, literally. Well, how does he drink it? Yeah, he drinks it. He drinks blood. He drinks blood. Well, how does he get it to begin with? Well, he has it naturally. He just produces naturally. Like we produce blood, and then okay. like when he fights his enemies, he'll cut like their he'll cut them and he'll be like, "I drink your blood." Yum 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 yum. Okay, so he doesn't. He he has to get it up. He by himself. 
mm-hmm. but then to maintain the erection <laughs> the chainsaw erection yes yeah the chain erection the chain erection he uh he drinks blood mm-hmm. okay that is gross no thank you okay um all right there so is a like bl- there well, is a blood th- demon okay of course there is <laughs> <laughs> How's how's the art, Eric? Tell us about uh, the, art. the art. Actually, like, is very barbaric, for lack of a better word. Like, it's purposely designed to not be like super fantastic, because that's just what the artist, literally, the writer's going for. Um, the only time I get ever, ever like looks like sur- like surreal, like with a like, there's almost never a background. The only time that it ever does have a background. Um, is like in moments where like there's like no fear of any demons coming or like anything like that. Like when people feel safe, like the art actually changes slightly. But like okay. majority of the time, it's very just like imagine like if somebody took a pencil and like doodle and like didn't doodle, but like shaded in everything and just did it all by pencil. It looks like that. Oh, so it looks like pencils or is it inks? It's, I think, inks, but it's done in a way that looks like it's done by a pencil. So, so it's kind of, would you say, sketchy? Like, it's very sketchy, yes. Yeah, okay. Like, not not saying it's, like, sketchy, like, who made this, a drug dealer? Mm-hmm. It's, like, sketchy, like, a pen is, like, just like, a sketch of something. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Yes, very much so. Okay. And does that um, kind of, like, take away the grossness of the gore that I'm assuming there's a it, lot of. Yeah, it does. It does really take away like that. Cause like you can't clearly like, okay. you really can't clearly see where stuff is and stuff like that. Well, that's probably good. Yeah. Um, okay. So then uh, what about the color? Is there color? Um, no, most mangas are not done in color just because okay. they had to come out with them once per week. So there's never really enough time. Yeah. I've been doing um, color for death maze too, for like, two months so yeah. I, I get it and like even co- and even like comics like they come out once a month like dc and marvel they have multiple colors for that very reason because it takes forever okay um so what about the lettering uh lettering um unfortunately because it's a manga um it's very much just a computer thing because like somebody just translated over where the japanese kanji is Oh, so okay. I don't know what it's actually like in Japan, like in Japan where it's actually will be in Japanese because unfortunately don't read Japanese. So, Oh, I see. All right. So it's just computer done. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's okay. Um, cool. So what about the je ne sais quoi? Uh, that's a French term. It is a French term. Yeah. It's a French term. Um, I really, really like it. Um, it's one that I've been reading since the very beginning because um, it just kind of seems, it's just like, it's a comic that is do stuff, have fun comics where it's just kind of like nothing serious really is. There's nothing like deep, like deeper meaning. It's just a guy and his chainsaw. Oh, okay. With long chains, fun. with very yeah. long ropes or very long chains on the chainsaw. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's, <laughs> that just doesn't make any sense. And they're longer than four feet apparently. Cause like, he's just like, I got to go to, Oh crap. I got to get to work. It's so dumb. Mm-hmm. Okay, so on the scale between uh, the world's slowest chainsaw, because the chain is literally 50 feet long <laughs> and the motor can't handle turning it, sawing into your bone to cut off a poisonous bite 
that you got from a rattlesnake? Demon. Rattlesnake demon. <laughs> demon. <laughs> of course. Uh, yeah, sure. Demon. And, uh, and a, well, I can't even think of something good now because that was so bad. <laughs> the, the people are scared of chocolates. I'm sure somewhere the chocolate demon, cause he must taste de- delicious. Yeah. And getting, uh, try like a chocolate demon trying to bite your leg. <laughs> like, this tastes delicious. Yes, I know. <laughs> um, I would call it, uh, the yogurt demon. Everybody likes yogurt. They're not. It's not like anything that bad, but it's not the best in the world. Okay, Greek yogurt or just like regular yogurt. I like regular yogurt, but I know most people like Greek yogurt. So I don't we'll get Greek. what it is with Greek. There probably it is. is a Greek yogurt demon because I. I bet there is. I don't know what it is, and it scares me a little bit to find out. <laughs> what are they doing in Greece? They have to have different yogurt. But why is their yogurt different? Like, what do they do? I don't get it. It's tangy. It's not, it tastes like it's it's like not good anymore. Yeah. Yogurt. Like I once had regular yogurt that tasted like Greek yogurt and I got sick afterwards. You know what I mean? Yeah, I understand that feeling exactly. Yeah. Yep. That's that's uh so uh let's translate that review. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um I would so this recommend- comic is okay. Is that uh, it's you? okay. Um okay. I, it's definitely not the best manga ever, but it's just fun. Okay. Uh, find your demon. All right. Cool. All right. So, so check cool. out Chainsaw Man if you're interested. So, Keegan, did you read anything this week? I did. Uh, I re- read this comic called uh, Atomic Hercules. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I read that one. Well, did you read it? I did. So yeah, you don't need to say you did it because you did it. Well, I'm saying I did because there's a couple of comics I read, uh, but this one I I don't know if I, I don't know if we mentioned this comic already. We might have mentioned this comic already. Is my problem. Mm-hmm. So hey. if we if we already uh, reviewed this comic, I'm sorry, listeners. But you it's so good. We want to review it again. That's right. We we do. What is the plot of Atomic Hercules? So Atomic Hercules is by Tony Esmond and Adam Fulp. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was written by Adam Fulp. I found this comic on Kickstarter. If you've not been on Kickstarter, it's a great way to find indie artists that are trying to fund their projects. Um, you can get a bunch of comics for like $5 and Make sure your $5 goes to more than one comic if you want, because usually uh, if you're getting digital comics, they'll, they'll bundle in their, their old comics, you know, so you can read a bunch of comics at once. So I found uh, this series called Atomic Hercules on Kickstarter, and I got uh, volu- like issue one and two. Um, they're kind of short, and they're about this futuristic... Uh, society i guess um where there's a guy named atomic hercules or i guess he's named hercules and he lives in a world of the atomic i don't know um and this comic is not safe for work (laughs) and not safe for kids so kids stay away from this thing henry Uh, you're not reviewing this one yeah no kidding so you can see it's like done in this like sort of uh 
authentic looking printing style, but with mm -hmm. nine colors too. Yeah. And it kind of looks like a 70s comic and it's colored and, and sort of done like that. The, the plot makes no sense. Going back to your question, the plot, mm -hmm. plot makes no sense. He's hanging out at a bar. They call him to do something. He goes to like fight something. I don't know. He kills some robots in the process. I don't know. I don't know what's going on in this comic and it, it doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. So that's the plot. Would you describe the artwork because you described the plot already? The art looks like it is, well, it's heavily, heavily lines pen, mm -hmm. um, giving it sort of like an old school look. Um, and then the other thing that they did was they put these comics on, they either drew them on old sheets of paper or they took pictures of old sheets of paper and like photoshopped the the art onto the onto those so it looks like it's been printed on old sheets of paper or like it was printed in the 70s um like even on some of these pages there's like coffee stains um that's kind of weird they you don't see you don't usually see texture in comics i think especially not digital comics so so this was kind of interesting to see that um yeah but the art is so it's it's not sloppy but it it does like the artist has his own style and it's not super photorealistic i don't know how to describe it i i think it's cool you know if you want to talk about that it's kind of cool looking and there's a lot of like mature themes and and little bits and like when they when they do show the mute, mutants um you can see that like there's a lot of creativity here do you want to describe there's, this eric um so there's multiple different types of mutants um like ones that look like dogs when there's an eyeball one that's uh looks like the bird from that one uh What's uh Red Robins? He looks like the bird from Red Robins, the, the restaurant. Uh, there looks like one that's a giant mountain, uh, a zombie with no eyes, a snake, um, a bunch of just different ones. You kind of get the picture. Yeah, you can. Yeah, so like, um, they spare no expense in the creativity mm -hmm. department. I think it's very creative. Like, yeah, you know, it looks like it's very creative. Yeah. Um, does the artwork work with the story? Does it kind of work against it? It works with the story. The story is meant to be like that old, really terrible 1970s film, like He-Man. Mm -hmm. you, you saw that movie? I saw like that movie. Masters of the Universe. Masters of the Universe, yeah. With I mean, that, that movie is terrible. And, <laughs> and there's like five knockoffs of that movie, right? Yeah. That, that like... Uh, you can clearly see it's like shot in the in like the the woods next to LA and you, and there's like power man walking through the woods have you seen those movies i've mean, seen those movies yes yeah so this comic is meant to like make you feel nostalgic for those bad movies that ripped off masters of the universe that's kind of funny that's why there's no plot because there is no plot he just kills a bunch of things and he yells at people and he's he's like super powerful. He can't be killed, and that that's all this comic really is. Um, but yeah, so in that way, 
the art is perfect because it's bringing you back to that 1970s style and like making you think and like the textures making you think that you picked up this relic and even though it's it's not and it's got these hot pink colors in it and um and like it's super saturated you know in parts so so yeah that's what the art is doing for this story sounds fun uh you want to talk about so, the color uh yeah let's talk about the color i also want to talk about the inking too the but inking? let's talk about the color first uh yeah sure sure maybe we'll say those go hand in hand there's not a lot of i mean the inking is uh it's not heavily inked so you can see it's still kind of just line art mm -hmm. uh, which means that the color is could be um doing a lot of shading you know to fill in that lack of ink but the the color isn't that it the color is flat color uh there's no shading there's not much highlights um what little uh effects they have are kind of done um in that in flat color really they're just done by you know it almost looks like marker too mm -hmm. like the, the actual color was done with marker and and not so it's not digital color you know it, it does look everything looks like it has that texture how was the lettering so the lettering is pretty cool actually the the lettering has that old school lettering it's it looks hand handwritten it actually might be a digital font um, because it's it's um formatted in a way that makes you, makes me think that they probably did it in Photoshop mm -hmm. but it the the font is well chosen because it does look hand drawn um the actual effects lettering is pretty cool um and fits fits where it needs to go there's little like sound effects here and there um that fill in what's happening in in each panel so but i actually do think it was all digital lettering now that i'm looking at it closer so that's really cool um so i'm going to throw a french term at you uh be prepared okay um what was the je ne sais quoi uh what is that like some sort of french term it is a french term yeah uh okay so the je ne sais quoi Gosh, what's term. that what's that even mean it's a french term it's like the i do not know oh you don't know yeah i don't know well i think it just means uh that certain i don't know what i don't know what yeah 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 but you didn't know that i didn't know that no what don't you know i uh, shouldn't say quoi, what it means well, I just it's told a french you. term oh i didn't know that i didn't know what i don't know what what don't i know <laughs> apparently i don't know french you, you just said that you didn't know what i don't know what what don't you know i don't know french you shouldn't say quoi i just told you it's a french term yes yes and i don't know all right let's stop <laughs> stop what uh, okay uh i think the je ne sais quoi for this uh comic is that it is um it's fun and um and it has you know like both of both this and issue two are they're, they're not very long 
but they are fun to read and they go by quick, but like the style fits the writing really well. So it, um, and it, it, you get what they're going for. You know, you can tell that the artists just had a lot of fun making this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so that's, that's kind of what it is. It's very mature and it's definitely like, um, and SFW. You know, like like old seventies films that just kind of like randomly had a shower, uh, like girls in the shower, and you're like, "Why is this even in this movie?" <laughs> this was a, like a romance movie until just this second. Um, that's what this is like. That like there's there's things in this like that are just literally put in be- because the, they thought it would be cool, you know, mm-hmm. and. Um, I don't know. And and gratuitous, basically. That's the word I'm looking for. Gratuitous. That's what this is. It's gratuitous. That's not a French term. I you know what? And that's not even part of the je ne sais quoi. That yeah. that's just the word I would use to sum up this comic. Gratuitous. Yeah. yeah. The the word I would use to sum up the je ne sais quoi is fun. 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 Cool. That's cool. a good sounding comic. I, so we have two comics to recommend. One is about a chainsaw that's too big. Well, let me rate it. Well, fine. What would you rate it between um, uh, being stuck in Los Angeles during when like, you're invaded by aliens or people from a parallel universe? <laughs> aliens from a parallel universe? Ar- or, or just par- people? Or no, people. alien people from a parallel universe. Okay. Uh, to... So they're bipods. What? They're bipods. They're bipods. Yeah. To <laughs> is that um... word? <laughs> I don't actually even know. Are to... we monopods or bipods? Bipods. Monopods. Pods are the feet, right? Yeah. Right. Okay, so we're bipods. They're bipods. So are to... the aliens. Yeah, that's what type of aliens are. They're bipods. Okay. All right. To um. Do you have to be a, a bipod to be a person? I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm, I'm hyper-focusing on this. Why don't we talk about this on the next episode for <laughs> half an hour? You said the aliens were people from another they, parallel universe. I yes. just want to know what makes them people. Because they're, they're bipods. But, but they're they have a heart Because they have hearts, okay? They have evil alien hearts. I didn't know that. So they have hearts. Does that mean but they have souls? No, they're sick and twisted at hearts with no souls. <laughs> okay, so why are they, they do, people? They, they breathe carbon dioxide, not oxygen. That's how evil they are. I'm just trying to define where the people part of the description comes in. Because you said that they were people. Like aliens are people too. Yes. You could say that. Aliens so I'm, I'm trying to too. figure out why they're people too. You know? Because they're bipods. Okay. That's all it was. Okay. That was my first guest. To Okay, um, so so alien getting attacked by bipods in Los aliens Angeles. people in, in Los coming Angeles. out of a parallel universe in Los Angeles. In Los Angeles to um whenever you're opening the shower, there's random nude scenes of whatever you want to see. <laughs> of whatever I want to see. Yeah, so like like nude scenes can be not just of women. But it could be like, you know, I really want a good cooking show. So you have a raw cooking show that's nude. Are they sanitary, though? Yeah, they're, they're sanitized. You're not going to watch like uh, a new cooking show better be sanitized. That's disgusting, Keegan. 
I thought it was. I was like, why is that the good one? Because because they're sanitized. Just filthy cooking yeah, of but, filthy people being filthy. No, that's disgusting. That's a bad thing. But that's they're a bad like, thing. But they're like sanitized and, you know. So you're saying I, I, I could open my shower and it's like an episode of Friends, but everyone's naked. Yes, if you want it to be. Because okay. they could be nude that they're bearing their soul. What, like, like what? Like, like, like to be new is not just necessarily to be not wearing clothes, but you could be like telling a deep, dark truth or not. Oh, like artistically nude. Yeah, artistically nude. Like so classy you, nudes. Like so you see in a painting. So however you define nude to be. So if nude is, well, I'm just watching an episode without commercials. That's what nude is. But if nude is they're bearing their soul. That's what nude is. Or if nude is they're not wearing any clothes. That's what it is. I thought nude was just nude, like no clothes. No, this is the good one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Um, well, then I would say this comic mm-hmm. is like being in Los Angeles uh-huh. and being, <laughs> I can't even get through this, being in Los Angeles and being attacked by bipod nude aliens. Nude aliens. That, so they're burying their soul to you. <laughs> they're, <laughs> but they're still tw- sick and twisted. Like still you. sick and sick and twisted. Yeah. We don't like ourselves, so we're taking it out on you. <laughs> I had to combine them, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, this comic was, um, it's fun, but uh, it's not worth, like, I wouldn't read this again. And, um, but it's, it's, it's fun, and it's worth, like, the five dollars i paid for it you know that's good yeah it was worth the read worth the read and i hope you know i'm gonna link to this uh kickstarter campaign in the episode notes mm-hmm. um if you want to reach out and try and find the the comic uh reach out to the creator um but they're they're working on other projects that are kind of in the same vein of like trying to recreate some of these 70s pulp comics um, so if you're into that sort of thing, you can find some more of his projects on Kickstarter. That sounds like a big plan. Yeah. Yep. Cool. So, uh, Eric, this has been another episode. Yeah, we learned so much about bipods. It has been an episode 11. Yep. Bipods had- that we eat cereal from their, their skulls. <laughs> their skulls. And six-year-olds are brutally honest. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. But I think we knew that. Yeah, we, we knew, knew that. that before. Yeah, we knew that because we are dumb comic creators. And we sure we are. We sure are. Hey, if you want to watch this episode instead of listen to it next time, you can go on our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/dumbcomiccreators. And if you want to support some two fledgling comic creators, <laughs> two what? Two fledgling, fetching, fledgling, 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 fledgling. Comic creators, you can go us and support us on Patreon as well. That's right. But you're only paying per comic. You're not paying monthly, not paying weekly or anything like that. If we release a comic for anyone to read, uh, public or not, you're gonna, we're going to post it on there, and that will be the paid post. So mm-hmm. only and support comics. Support some indie comic creators and our podcast. Mm-hmm. And if you want us to review anything or talk to you, just send us an email. Yeah, we're always up for that. Always enjoying talking to people. And a big thanks to our guest, Mark Von Onen. 
Mm-hmm. And our other guest, Henry Abramowitz. Mm-hmm. 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 I like saying mm-hmm. I'm going to say mm-hmm a lot. I know, but it's triggering this week because I heard another podcast make fun of mm-hmm people. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be the mm-hmm guy. You do a good mm-hmm. I'm, mm-hmm. Not, I'm not trying to take that away. I'm just. I, you won't. I'm. I hope somebody does a drinking it. game where every time we say mm-hmm, they drink because then they would die. I mean, it, it's better than me like being like, "Wow, this comic was really wonderful," and you go, "Mm-mm, mm-hmm. mm-mm, mm-mm." mm-mm. mm-mm. Yeah. I gave you a review question, and we spent more time talking about how to review it than the actual review itself. Wait, what? <laughs> we, when we talked about rating your comic, we spent more time talking about how we rate your comic because we spent like 10 minutes talking about what's a bipod and what makes a human and then what it means to be nude. What's wrong with that? I wanted to know why you called the aliens people. Because they were. They were bipods. Well, like what? They no, had I'm the one who said bipod first. I, I, I said they have Because you said you're being attacked by a parallel universe aliens. Aliens from parallel people. universe. People. You said alien people. What <laughs> What makes them people? Because they're bipods. But, but that was my theory. I wanted to know in your head why they were people. Well, because they walked on two legs and they had a language. But, but in your head, were you just already like empathizing with these aliens? Like No, because like, they're bad guys. They're invading. They didn't have to invade. Larry... <laughs> And Jay are, are coming through the portal and they're like, we don't want to be here. No, because, no, they're like, we choose to be here because we're bad guys. We're going to kill you pew, 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 with lasers because we're bad guys. Bah, 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 bah. But we're people because we're we have people. to go home and live in a society. I have to go home and live in my people's society, in my people house, with my people jobs. Okay. But they're bipods. But they're bipods. That is important to know. Yes. What, what kind of aliens? But I don't well, know I if that them makes to... them people. I was just trying to figure out what made them people. That's what they are. They're people. Good yawn. I, just I think we better go. I think it's yeah. For those that don't know, to break the fourth wall, it is getting late. <laughs> it is. We record these on Fridays, so yes. you listen to them on Fridays or. Anyway, we release them on Fridays mm-hmm. to them um, at some point in the future uh, because podcasts are forever. Yes. Um, so anyway, Eric, thanks for uh, co-hosting. Thanks for having me, Keegan. And together. Thanks for having me, Eric. Thanks for having me, Keegan. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Dumb comic creators. <laughs>